Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. All right, welcome back, everybody. Another fine edition of Dr. Homebrew, the only show that will openly drink your homebrew. Yeah. Openly, yes. Without reservations. Well, you need a reservation, I guess. But. That's true. But not without reservations. Turn your mic on, Warren. Is this on? Yes. I don't think yes. it's on. Hmm. Well, grab another mic, because I don't know why it's not working. Warren's here, in case anybody... Uh, Warren in the house. Warren, you're talking to the light switch right now. Stop it. Turn around. Use the microphone. <laughs> the light switch? There you go. That's the microphone now. That's a microphone. Oh, oh shit, I just broke it. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, it is another ed- edition of Dr. Homebrew, everybody. The only show that we call uh, a interactive BJCP score sheet, which I think is pretty cool. I came up with myself. And we also call it home. We also oh, call I it was home. just thinking that. It's like oh. home. How seasonal. Uh, Brian, would you mind taking the trash out? Oh, sure, yeah. Welcome home. I'm going to wash your dishes, too. Yeah. I've been meaning to talk to you. I feel like we're drifting apart. Uh, That's intentional, JP. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take the wheels off your chair next time. Uh, how's everybody doing? It's been uh, it's been a month. It's or cold so. out. It's nice, right? Isn't it great? The uh, Stormageddon. Superstorm. It's not even below 60. What do you say? I love the picture with the lawn chair that fell down. It says, we will rebuild. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's about it. I mean, meanwhile, Sums I wonder if like the people who had, there were uh, three cars in Berkeley that were submerged in yeah. you know storm runoff. And I bet they're like, oh my God, is there, no one really understands how I feel right now. Everyone's making fun of me. Everybody else in the yep. country is like, those whiny Californians. First, it's not enough rain. Then it's too much. It's, man, I, would, yeah. I was dancing in the rain. I loved it. You know, <laughs> I'm happy. I think it's great, but I did, I did wonder why we had to close our schools down. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't understand. In case anybody didn't know, yeah. we, we had the, the Pineapple Express. Not that terrible movie, but the actual like <laughs> uh, you know tropical wind surge or whatever. Brought a bunch of rain. And uh, it was like, in the San Francisco Bay Area, most of the school districts closed down. Because uh, the kid they didn't want their children to get uh, wet. To get right. wet, yeah. It's been three well, years since they've seen rain. I mean, it, it could be traumatic. It would true. ruin recess. Then the teachers would have to put up with the kids all day. <laughs> and so instead, they just so you know, on the one hand, they complain that schools don't have money, teachers on blah blah blah. Our kids are being left behind. And then uh, there's a little bit of rain, and and that's it. No schools. If you get those children's down. wet, they'll grow ears and start running around, you know, biting people. I mean, I remember walking home in sideways rain. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. pants soaked, and it's like, eh, great. You go yeah. home and you, you pop a Dr you, Pepper you or two deal and you with watch it. cartoons. Yes. You change your pants if you need to. Yeah, Winter. right. Yeah. Sit by the heater. It's yeah, I don't know. I guess the expectation is they don't teach school in San, in yeah. like Seattle at all ever. It's weird because it's always raining there, right? <laughs> yeah, you right. never open the schools right. on California rules up there. It, it's weird that kids are failing tests now when they're staying home when it rains. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to learn things at home when you're watching. Spongebob or yeah. whatever whatever kids do these days. Well, at some point, we'll be Spongebob. We'll be living underneath the water. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true if it rains enough. Yeah, in Minnesota, man, they would have school until the freaking diesel fuel froze. It was no problem. Right. Just they See, got it, snow plows. Like, That's I, what I don't I understand. I rode my moped to college until there was ice on the roads in Minnesota. <laughs> and then, well, even then, I power slid into a car that pulled out in front of me. And then it was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll start driving my car. <laughs> But you're an adult at that point. Well, presumably. That's, that's why you're wearing yeah. shorts right now. Right. It's shorts weather. Right. This is shorts the rain weather. stopped. It's perfect. It's fine. I, I, I wonder how other places in the country uh, are looking at the San Francisco Bay Area. Presumably they are because you know, we're the center of everything. <laughs> the same as they always yeah, do. Yeah, right? With disappointment. Yeah. Can I say that loudly enough? <laughs> God. 
people in New York, man. Foot of snow. Kids are going to school. Yeah. But yeah. We, we may get three inches you live of in rain. Buffalo, you had to get a snow shovel and he tunnels his way but, eight blocks to school. Oh, I just don't the kids it. go to school, but the Bills don't play. Right. The foot of snow. No, well, why would they? Well, it's, it's hard playing football. They might learn snow. something. Right. They might learn how to win. So thanks Maybe. for joining us on Weather Chat on the Weather Chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. T- taking a break, we're going to yeah. have the fourth uh, orchestra ensemble. What's going on in your sky? If there were beer <laughs> brewers in the state, they could brew some wonderful beer with all this moisture we're getting. That's what, well, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to adjust for uh, the rain cycles. If you're, I, yeah. if you're on the catch, if, you're, if you catch rain, uh, if you have a rain catch system, uh, like our very own John Plissé has a rain catch system. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when, if he brews with it, but... When the Brewdogs came to the Bay Area and did oh their beer God. with Anchor, yeah, they yeah. harnessed the fog Giant and to make their, their brew sheets. for yeah. the Bay Area. Yeah, so they stole our water. That was right. cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least they left it. <laughs> I guess. They didn't take it with them. Yeah, they dirtied it and then left it. Right. <laughs> they left it to ferment on top of the Anchor's roof. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> People are always coming to California to steal things. Huh? We're going to steal your movies. We're going to steal your, your water your secrets yeah. and your your whole server if you're Sony. But yeah. Oh yeah, that's another that's another uh, issue altogether. They, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world, but not on Doctor Homebrew. On Doctor Homebrew, we talk about facts. There's nothing <laughs> weird here. There's nothing no. weird on Doctor Homebrew except Homebrew. It's just except facts homebrew. and opinions. Damn it. That's true. <laughs> Uh, we do have uh, we do have one guest. This is another uh, uni show. We're gonna have Casey on. He brought us two beers. Uh, he's currently hanging out at McLeod. 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 Uh, Ailes and Van Nuys. They were on the uh, the session a few months back with Andy, uh, who's their uh, young but spunky head brewer. Great cask beer. I uh, yeah, I loved him. What, what do you need, Beverly? A microphone? How do I? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? You want to share Scott's mic? Who are you? There's no Beverly. How sad. Hi. Oh, oh there, there I am. Hi. Well, the moment has kind of passed, but I was just going to chime in on how great they were. Their beer was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's great. Who's? Okay. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> yeah, that was a Storm while again. Michelob? Oh, okay. Michelob yeah. beers. Michelob? Oh, that's the ultra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Triple hopped? <laughs> Thank you, Beverly, for that timely um, message. I, you know what? It would have been super efficient had I... Whatever. Well, the problem is I come into the studio every so often, and all the dials are turned down, which never mm. happens. So I, I'm just sabotaged. That's all it is. It is. It's all right. I actually do it to you. <laughs> I go in and I She comes in stuff. and turns all the dials down. You before. beast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Beverly. Uh, before we uh, we talk to Casey, I do want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. Go to fivestarchemicals.com. Learn about how to properly clean and sanitize your brewing equipment. Uh, they make some great products. Five, uh, uh, PBW Star San, uh, IO Star, Sani Clean. Uh, all the stuff that you know and love at your local homebrew shop. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, then you should really talk to your shop and, and, and ask them to get some, some proper cleaning equipment, uh, proper cleaning uh, chemicals. From Five Star Chemicals. Do they make one of those uh, one-step cleaner and sanitizer? There's no such thing. Things. <clears throat> those don't work. You <laughs> no. can't. I just use thank water. you for asking. I just rinse everything with water and figure that does it does it all right. Water is the water's good. Yeah, universal, universal solvent. Universal solvent. It just okay. sucks all of the bacteria and it's other just things. Sometimes out of it. very <laughs> slow. Yeah. Oh, I just not using yeah. enough. That's maybe what oh, it okay. is. No. I'll just use all of it. Yeah. Waste more of our all state's right. water. Right. Yes, go for we it. We have plenty in California, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. No, no, you cannot just rinse with water, silly boy. Thank you very much. And oh. uh, in order to properly sanitize things, you have to properly clean things first. And there's no product that really does a good job of cleaning and sanitizing at the same time. You have to use two products. The only products you should be using are from Five Star Chemicals. Did you say sanitizing? Did I? I may yeah. have. Don't sanitize it, me, It's bro. a step above <laughs> sanitizing. It's a little bit yes. more involved. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. More thorough. It's better for everybody. Electrochemical yeah. sanitizing. Taze all the right. bugs in there, yeah. And so uh, if you are a guest on the show, which Casey will be today, then he will get a prize pack from Five Star Chemicals. And um, our other prize is given out from GrogTag. You go to grogtag.com and uh, buy some customizable, reusable beer and wine labels, coasters, metal signs, bottle caps, you name it. Uh, if you can throw it on your beer or anywhere in the vicinity, uh, they could probably do it for you. You can take a picture of Warren's stupid beard and uh, yeah. put it on a coaster, man, whatever you want to do. There was a, a really uh, drunk girl at the brewery today that was all about me yelling out, Beard Man! Every time she would 
see me from the front tasting room area. I I stopped. She actually walked up on the brew deck while I was cleaning out the louder Wow. It was really bizarre. Weird man. Did did the bouncers clear her out of there? No. Chris was up on the the brew deck. He saw her up there and just ran. (laughs) He left me all by myself up there. That sounds like something Chris would do. You know who your real friends are Yeah, exactly. Her breath could have sanitized valves based oh. on how it smelled. Well, you could so, have harnessed that power. That's, good. that's <laughs> right. how you. That's how you tase the bugs. There. Yeah. yeah. Well, send her. Send her to five star. Right. Yeah. You can start breathing all that kind of stuff in. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So uh, the 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 winner of the grog tag, at least your beer will look good gift certificate, is to the winner who uh, has the lowest score. It's kind of a fun little game that we do. But uh, grog tag are, are kind enough to give us forty dollars. To give away to people who who at least need to make their beer look good if it's not going to be you know, by winner best, so. we mean loser and right. which is doubly right. ironic because it's going to be the same person. I was going to say show. I think I know who's yeah. going to lose today. It's fine. Casey will lose and win, and he'll feel good and bad about himself simultaneous. All right, it's going to be uh, it evens out. Yeah. So uh, also uh, Grog Tag they do give away ten percent if you use code BN Army at checkout. So don't forget to do that and uh, you know get some cool some cool uh, I don't know cool stuff for your beer man. I really like it. Um, okay, is that it? Let me check my thing. Is Casey home from the bar yet? My thing is checked. No, Casey is going to be at the bar. Actually, the people on oh, McLeod no. are so cool that they're letting him use their office oh, to, nice. to do our little thing in. So um, you might hear a little band in the background, but eh, it's fine. They're Whatever. everybody to shut up at the radio. bar. Right. <laughs> like, stop. Casey's going to talk. Shh, he's on the radio. Stop it. That's right. Shh. Shh. Dr. Homebrew. <laughs> Everybody knows Dr. Homebrew. Maybe they're tuning Everybody. in right now in the tasting room. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. All right. We're going to take our little break. Uh, we're going to get some beer in here. And then we're going to get Casey on the phone. And we're going to talk about... What does he have? He has a pomegranate... Pomegranate Saison. Yes. We're calling it and, a Belgian specialty. Okay. Right. And the Eisbach. The Eisbach. The Eisbach. The only one... We have today. Didn't we call it the Van Eisbach? We the called it the Van Eisbach. Unbeknownst. <laughs> Although he called it something else. That's true. Unbeknownst to us. Yeah. Uh, should be good. I like these. I, sometimes I like doing these kind of one-off, uh, you know, one brewer only shows. You kind of get a feel for for how people put stuff together once you hear. That way, if you have technical difficulties with Skype and lots of bar noise, it'll be really extra shitty. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and Casey gave us a bunch of other beer too, so we're not yeah. just these two. So if if he goes away, then we're just gonna have to drink all um, of his beer. There you go. Right. Yeah, party after the podcast. And what it, happens? It's nice that they're two different styles. It's not a saison. And then a beer to guard. The saison with right. and without right. the the pomegranate, right? Yeah. right exactly. which, which which we have seen before. Uh, yes. Absolutely, which yes. is cool. I mean, you still get some, yeah. some good feedback, but uh, it, it is good to to to, to get a, a wide variety of what a, a home brewer can do. So uh, let's take a break. When we break come back. Time. We're going to be talking to Casey um, on Doctor Homebrew. Back after this. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. 
Oh, it's that pseudo Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and E. Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Starting a brewery is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's definitely a labor of love. If you're not going to give it 100%, don't bother. Brewers Publications is proud to present the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery by Elysian Brewing's Dick Cantwell. Business plans, financing, sustainability, and more. This book takes you through the planning and execution needed to turn the dream of craft brewing into a reality. Whether you want to open a brew pub or a packaging brewery, learn the professional side of ingredients, wastewater, quality, and how to build the craft brewery of the future. The Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery, available now from Brewers Publications and BrewersPublications.com. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now serving patient number 189. Number 189 to the counter, please. Now back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Dr. Homebrew, and we are on the line with Casey. <coughs> Casey, you there, buddy? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, fellas. Good, man. How you doing? Excellent. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, you got that nice office space echo going on there. <laughs> the small room bit. Did you have some uh, beers? Well, you are going to hear some bagpipes, I think, uh, ah. in the background in a little bit. I think they're between songs right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you have some beers here at the lovely Hop Grenade in downtown Concord the other day, or we you passed through? I heard. I did, yeah, yeah. I was uh, over there. Uh, every, anytime I'm up in the Bay Area, I try to come in there and have a few pints, and uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Right cool on. place. You know what? Is there anything more irritating than bagpipes? Can I just be honest for a second? It's kind of my dream instrument to learn how to play. It might be because I just want to annoy everybody around me all the time. Yeah, you do a pretty good job, but. I feel like the bagpipe, bagpipes could help me out with that. I mean, I guess I, I guess bagpipes are fine, but I tell you, the worst thing about the GABF is the <laughs> fucking bagpipes that come through because that it's just so cavernous and it like the the high notes are super high and it's yeah. like fucking. That's what it's stop. all about. It, no, I love this. It, yes, bagpipes. In small doses. I love this. Stuff. Bagpipes cool. outside it, it, is yeah. way different than bagpipes yeah. in a conference hall. Yeah, it's 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 definitely not meant to be played in closed spaces. It's right. like a bazooka. You don't do that inside. <laughs> don't shoot your bazooka inside. Kid. That's right. <laughs> Bag, you got to admit though, bagpipes are pretty sweet at a funeral, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, 
So I, I guess, guess. So that's a one-time bagpipes are uh, they're, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> they had a funeral. Yeah, because when you're dead, you don't have to listen to them. That's true. Oh, you can probably hear them. They're that loud. <laughs> oh, they'll make it to you? Yeah. Like, yeah. guys, I'm not dead quite yet. I'm just I'm, I'm kind of halfway to hell. Leave me alone. Just stop at the bagpipes. Ensure that you go all the way. We're going to play the bagpipes. Stop yeah. at the bagpipes. But, uh, hey, man, you like them, and that's cool, Casey. Hey, you know, you know whatever. I mean, I'm here at uh, uh, McLeod's Ale Brewing Company, and uh, that's what <laughs> they do here on Thursday night. They play bagpipes. They play so. bagpipes. Well, uh, you will never catch me there Thursday nights. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. It didn't sound too bad. I, I suppose that a, in a bar setting, um, it's fine. But just the pageantry of, of bagpipes in general bug me. Right. Okay. So, Agreed. Can we still be friends? Uh, sure. I guess. I don't know. It depends on uh, if you like my beer or not. Mm, well, that's a good question. Let's get into your beer. Uh, how long have you been homebrewing, man? I have been homebrewing for maybe about 10 years, going on 10 years or so. Okay. Right on. Which and- doesn't... Uh, it uh, doesn't mean anything, really, because I'm still kind of retarded, but uh, but <laughs> 10 years total, maybe uh, in, in the getting nearing 100 batches or so. Okay. So. That's not too bad. Was that 10 batches a year? a month, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good schedule, man. Uh, are you licking the hops before you put them in, or, you know... No, I, I I stopped that long ago. I make See? people uh, I make people eat hops. Whoever comes and helps me brew, and they're like, "Oh, so show me how it works." And then I'm like, "Okay, well, you eat hops. Here you go. Have one." <laughs> yeah, and then ruin their palate for the rest of the day. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you're a bully. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're a palate bully. Right. Instead of cyberbullying, I'm going to start fighting against palate bullying. Right. No IPAs and no hop eating. Uh, okay, so uh, let's just jump right into your your beer then. So we have this uh, pomegranate. Uh, Saison, have you ever made anything like this in your life ever? Never. That was the first uh, one, uh, first Saison I actually ever brewed. And uh, I think it's a couple of years old now, uh, but we, you know, uh, re-fermented it with uh, uh, Brettanomyces and pomegranate. So it's the Brett Brooks uh, with pomegranate uh, in a secondary. And we aged that for uh, eight months or so. Okay. All right. So, awesome. Well, uh, Brian, you want to start off talking about the the pomegranate saison? Pomegranate saison. This uh, the the pomegranate definitely comes through nicely in the aroma. You get you get that right up front, and uh, it's you know for for a fruit beer, you need to have that declared fruit in there. Um, or I was just like, if you're hunting for it, it's it's no fun. So it's definitely it's it's pungent and it's it's in your face. It's you know it's nice fruity presentation um you know esters kind of fruity esters kind of complement that at medium high level I'm, I'm not getting any real spiciness um the malt character is pretty light overall uh and fairly clean um just a faint spicy hop affinity in the background no dms or diacetyl there's definitely a low alcohol aroma in here it's 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 uh, not boozy but it's a smooth kind of alcohol in there that definitely uh pokes through um, color-wise, it had kind of interesting appearance. Uh, this pinkish, orangey, amber color with it poured. The first one poured with almost zero head. The second one poured a little bit of a head, but it faded pr- very quickly to just a little ringer on the glass and uh, kind of a whitish, eggshell-colored head. Mo- you know, moderate haze in the beer, which is to style. And uh, but after th- that long of aging, I'm surprised you still have some haze. Maybe you know the breath's just hanging out in there, floating around, getting happy. I don't know. But um, <laughs> the the uh, getting happy. I don't know. Come on, get happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I don't. Know. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't have telekinesis with with Britannomyces, so I can't figure it out. Not yet. But with Saccharomyces, yeah. he does. We're working on that. Yeah. Saccharomyces, no problem. Um, in the flavor, the pomegranate comes through, and it's it's paired with this uh, moderate sourness, kind of a lactic and and citrusy like uh, sourness. Um, the malt is is kind of a little honey like. It's a little chewier than I expected. I would I would like it to be a bit softer, and it finishes kind of semi dry in the, the the late palate. There, it just has a, the impression of the sweetness coming from probably from the sour. And all that fruitiness that's going on, so it definitely for a saison you'd want it to be nice and and dry really. But in this case, it's you know it's it's pushing a little sweetness. Which the first bottle we had, we're getting a little bottle variation here. The first one was a little sweeter than the second one. The second one 
like I said, had a little more head, and it seemed like maybe it fermented a little more in the bottle. Um, or, yeah, it was just treated a little differently, maybe. But, um, yeah, no no hops really to notice in there. Alcohol is, is, is smooth, but medium-high. Um, you know, any phenols in here are just really low, just uh, not not enough to, to balance it. You want to have a little bit of that kind of, a little bit of spice in there would be nice to, uh, to give it a little more complexity, I think, for a, a saison. But uh, body-wise, it's uh, medium body, kind of borders on medium full. It's maybe, you know, and, and, and again, the sweetness in it and the flavor wasn't cloying or anything. It was just kind of there, but the, the body uh, gives it an impression of a little more fullness uh, than it may really have. I, I, I think it... It looks like it dried out to ten oh five if I saw the numbers right on that, but um, you know, uh, Lee has um, <clears throat> it feels fuller than maybe it is, but it's also fairly strong. It's got a uh, kind of a medium low warming character in there. You feel a little bit of that alcohol. It does have a bit of astringency as well, and I don't know. Yeah, we were trying to discuss whether that was possibly uh, from the the anything in the pomegranate, you know, skins or seeds or whatever you got in there. I don't know, but uh, we'll figure out how you treated your fruit. Um, but yeah, other, otherwise the beer's fairly smooth and a bit creamy. Carbonation was low, maybe too low for style, uh, but definitely too low for style. It needs a little more effervescence to be a real saison. Uh, it needs to kind of pop in your mouth and, and push those flavors out. And uh, you know, with with the dryness that you would get uh, if you had, had uh, gotten it down a little further. So I, I would just suggest you know being. Well, it sounds like you were probably patient with your yeast and you're doing some interesting things with it. Uh, it is a really interesting beer with a lot a lot of the desired elements. You know, it has this light sourness that I thought was pretty cool playing off the pomegranate. And that's coming through nicely as declared. It's just missing the head, the CO2. You want to bump that up and, and also that dry sensation. So you got to... You know, coax that stuff out of your yeast, and this is definitely a specialty. You know, I'm not getting a big barnyardy or anything. Now that you mentioned the Brett, we didn't. Um, I didn't pick anything up like that intensely. There's maybe a little bit of funk in there, but you know, um, it's a pretty interesting beer. I gave it a thirty. I, I enjoy drinking it. Awesome. Well, I kind of, uh, uh, to be honest, nowadays it, it, it like I thought it was a. A little bit better when it was fresh uh, than mm-hmm. last time I, I drank it before I brought it into you guys, but uh, I kind of felt like it was kind of like a cherry Seven Up or something. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's kind of what I was getting from it when I was drinking it. But sounds uh, like you thought it was kind of sweet. Yeah, 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 and the the fruit kind of just gave it like a like a soda pop kind of flavor. Uh, no. I don't know, but well, it, uh, yeah, it was my first time. Uh, that that ten oh five might have been the the finishing gravity with the saison uh, yeast, uh, and uh, that was interesting. It was my first time with saison yeast, and so uh, that yeast likes it evidently high temperatures. Uh, you know, because we started it, we I think we started it in like the low seventies, and then slowly ramped it up until we finally got some uh like activity and then uh you know we held it with the firm wrap at, uh, with that until it finished probably about 1005 then we transferred it into uh different carboys uh which we had modified we drilled holes at the bottom like a like a quote unquote vinny nail uh so we wouldn't um mess with the pellicle that the brett forms on top uh-huh. So it was my first time with Saison yeast. It was my first time with uh, Britannomyces, the Bruxellensis. And, uh, yeah, and we just added, I think, to 10 gallons, I think we added, like, 8 pounds of uh, just pomegranate that we just gutted the pomegranates and then shoved in there. Yeah. I have a question about that. When you added the stuff in there, did you remove the seeds or did they go in, too? No, they went in, too. And uh, that was the whole thing about the, the pomegranate, which I was actually kind of going for like that tannin-y uh yeah. i thought you know hmm. the tannin like the the tannins from the pomegranate seeds would kind of be you know good for the uh Britannomyces to kind of chew on and feed on from what the like the little that i had researched on it at that <laughs> point a couple years ago but i don't know that was just uh what i was thinking at the time yeah well yeah. we we didn't really pick up much None, none of us, before you mentioned it, picked up anything to do with Brett in this beer. So, I don't know. Maybe the Brett yeah. didn't do it. Maybe the Brett didn't chew on those tannins. I mean, my well, observations yeah. were mostly pretty similar to Brian's. Um, I got a little more acidity, and I actually thought the ferment was getting a bit in the solventy side. It's kind of hot. Oh, um, really? 
But, um, yeah, it's a little bit rough in the finish for the warmth in here. But I like the balance of the pomegranate versus the rest of the beer. I thought that was pretty good. It's pretty fruit forward. Um, but on the other side, um, the tannins, the astr- there's a little bit of astringency in this beer. It definitely comes through. It's, yeah. it's, it's a pretty strong thing. And I guess whatever the, the Brett was supposed to eat, it didn't. And it's, it's very different. And that from might like, have been an overwhelming amount too. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's very different from like over extraction tannins. I mean, it's, I think it's very clearly yeah. like, uh, like, 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 like organic seed. Like, yeah, like it's like crunching a seed tannins. in your teeth when you're eating raspberry jam or something. Yeah, and yeah. I think for for most fruits, it, that's probably okay to do. Just toss the seeds in, but uh, with pomegranate, it's mostly seed. So I think you want to. I think you want to crush everything. And then strain out as much of the seed as if possible. If you could, I'd strain out the seeds on any yeah. any fruit you're going to oh, put in there. Sometimes it's hard. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, depending um, when he added the bread with the saison yeast, they ferment real dry, so there might not be a ton of of food left for the bread. If he, unless he added yeah. the the pomegranates after the bread, maybe there was some sugar from the pomegranates. But if there wasn't, mm-hmm. the bread wouldn't have much to work with. I just added them all at the same time when we transferred from the uh, from the conical to the carboys. Uh, I just I added just the white labs, Brett Brooks in there, and then we uh, th- you know shoved the pomegranates in through a funnel, and that was that. Maybe uh, was it too? Do you think it was too cold? Uh, we put them in the carboys and put them in my father in law's uh, wine cellar, which is you know like fifty five swings between fifty five and. 60, 65 degrees. Uh, it's in the Bay Area in Castro Valley. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that was too cold for the, you guys. You know, to, for the Brett to come out or something. I don't know. Might have been. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. a leprechaun yeah. orgy behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I, French leprechaun. Hey, you, got, you got me turning around now. I got to <laughs> What? Leprechaun? <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I I did it all. Brett cider fermented at sixty. And it was surprising how clean the Brett fermented huh. compared to the traditional cider yeast. It was yeah. pretty hard to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Fermented at 60, so the cooler temp might have suppressed a lot of, a lot of the character. traditional yeah. Brett character. Well, and, yeah. and you don't get a lot of that. I, I think, Brian, I think you were talking about it earlier. I, I, you don't really get a lot of that traditional Saison yeast character out of it anyway. I mean, what do they say? Saison DuPont? is like fermented at 98 degrees or 97 or something like that. You really have to hork on there. there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy how hot we had to make it, man, because it was like, you know, we started, I'm usually like 68 degrees, 70 degrees, and we ramped it up like, you know, a, few, a couple of degrees a day because I didn't want to shock it. And so like a week later when we got to like 85 degrees, we finally started getting some bubbles out of the uh, the top of the, the you know, mm. the conical. And it was like, okay, well, there it goes. Is that your first <laughs> yeah. pitch? I mean, that's uh, that's the, what you pitched yeah, it with. It took a week yeah, to get bubbling. Anything, so. That's um. that's that's probably an issue there. Then that might explain. So that would explain to me maybe why there's why I'm getting the solventy. You probably didn't mm-hmm. have a a very happy pitch of yeast in the first place. Would be my guess. I mean, even if you put the saison yeast at 68, it's still going to give you a big big good ferment start. You're just yeah. not going to get the same character out of it. But if you had some unhealthy <clears throat> yeast, that would explain maybe why you had such a hard time getting it started and maybe i'm getting why i'm getting some of the solventy character here yeah it, it is giving some of the the orangey and lemony kind of flavors and aromas that you do get from that yeast too it's just it's missing the 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 um phenolic element of the yeast as far as like having a little pepperiness to it yeah that's all very background in here it's just very faint yeah or it may have faded over time a little bit i don't know or the the, the Brett chewed on something and changed it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did well, you uh, set up your yeast pitch for this? Uh, just a standard starter with the Saison yeast? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a standard starter. I actually don't think we had a stir plate at the time, but just a two, uh, what, thousand milliliter flask. And uh, and I think even on top of that, we put another smack pack uh, uh, in there as on top of on top of it. So, uh, one, one smack pack, the, the Y yeast, uh, I, 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 put the notes in there for you guys. I don't have them with me, but, uh, the Y yeast, Saison. Yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, we got that stuff in a here. starter and then another smack pack on top of it for good measure. Okay. I'm not sure if Jay's gotten to mixing Brett with Belgian yeast on the sour hour, but I know I've talked with him at Heretic about, um, adding Brett to, a a beer, uh, fermented with a primary with a Belgian strain that pumps out a lot of phenols, and he, I forget what it turns it into, but he said that the Brett will 
break down the phenols into other things. And so yeah. that could, the Brett could strip out some of the phenols that the Saison yeast created initially. So yeah. that might be why yeah, we're so not getting thinking. a lot of phenols in, yes. in the beer here. Hmm. Along with the colder temperatures. Yeah, because since then, I mean, I've read like, you know, I've listened to uh, uh, Chad Jacobson on the session like 14 times. <laughs> you know, wow. And, and like saw his dissertation and like all that stuff about, you know, and I've had Surrette and like those beers that are 100% Brett fermented, they're just so clean and you can't taste the Brett. And I'm like, well, maybe I did that somehow and got lucky. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so. Awesome. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys uh, about this beer specifically, Casey? Uh, no particular questions. Just mostly just wanted to get feedback and see what you guys thought as far okay. as, uh, you know, what it was, you know. And uh, I like that Cherry 7-Up description. Oh, that was a good one. It does. Yeah, it it kind of looks like it, too. It's a pretty yeah. a pretty cool color. It's like a rose yeah. rose color hue to it. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, I wish 7-Up you know. tasted like this. <laughs> Hey, you know, good or bad, it's it's a you know the ladies love it. It's a it's yeah. a it's a panty dropper beer. So, uh. <laughs> well, what, you have clumsy women doing your laundry. I don't understand. <laughs> Bagpipe players. Um, all right, Casey, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and do your icebox. I'm going to leave you on hold for a second. Is that all right? Yes, sir. I'll yeah, be here. You might have to go get a beer. I don't know. I'm double fisting, uh, so I got <laughs> I'll be, I'll be oh, We are too. Playing. So you're okay. <laughs> all right, man. Hang on a second. We'll be right back. Right on. All right, dude. Uh, yeah, good beer. I liked it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, it's stuff. Uh, before we break, I want to tell everyone about the AHA. If you are not a member of the AHA right now, uh, please go and do so. Uh, they protect your rights as home brewers. They fight for your right to uh, not only brew at home, but to bring your beer out to events, to give it away as samples, to get other people involved in this really nice hobby. So um, check them out, the AHA. You can, uh, as a member, you can also get... Uh, uh, Zymergy magazine, which is a wonderful magazine. They have a lot of uh, really good content, some cool recipes. Um, kind of similar maybe to how we do Dr. Homebrew in a way. We're a lot of feedback stuff, how to make your beers better, uh, how to do these funky you know, three-step mashes and how to do a turbid mash and all that kind of stuff that you never thought you wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot slicker, though. It's a lot. Well, yeah. they get paid a lot more. What? Yeah. One thing I really <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah well, they maybe. do. I've really been enjoying the... The feature of getting to listen to previous NHC seminars. That's right. On, on through the website. If you're a member, you can sign in yeah. and get to listen to all of the previous the seminars, seminars of, yeah. of the recent years. Pretty big. Highly well, educational. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember my first NHC. I brought a little tape recorder in because it wasn't available cur- then. Yeah. So I just recorded all the ones I went to. You it, would. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you did. I don't know that I've listened to them since, but no, you I've, listened to the, I've listened to the ones on the website. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you don't want to be like Warren, uh, join the <laughs> AHA. Uh, please do it. They need your help. They need your support. And you get a lot of pretty cool stuff back. So check it out. They also have a, a pub discount. You can come into the Hopgrade now. Apparently you get 10% off. Um, I don't probably food or something like that. Uh, but hey, ten percent is uh, more than tax, yeah. and that's all you need yeah. to do. And there are a lot of other places besides the Hop Grenade that you get discount for. That's true. Yeah, all over the place. Thanks, yeah. Warren. Thank you, Warren, for a clarification. I like Warren because he clarifies a lot of things. Yeah. That but, that means making points clearer than previously stated. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's uh, Doctor Home. Everyone, stay tuned. We're gonna come back with Casey's Icebox. Back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. 
So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit DanStarYeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at DanStarYeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. It is the finale, but it's not really the finale, because we're here talking with Casey still. It's the pre-finale? It's the pre-post-something, uh, I don't know. I'm so not smart here when the anesthesia hits. Yeah. There's still something apocalyptic going on, I'm sure of it. I'm not smart enough to tell everyone what this is. Uh, Casey, you still there, buddy? <sighs> yes, sir. All right. What are you drinking on? Uh, I am drinking uh, the King's Taxes. It's a, excuse me, uh, Scottish 60 shilling. That's hard to oh. say when you're buzzed. <laughs> uh, sounds the great. brew with the yeast cultivated from the bagpipes? or <laughs> From the beards of the bagpipers. Yeah, might yeah. be. Um, from, the, from the kilt. The yeah, kilt. yeah. Ooh, well, good. Hey, man, you, en- you enjoy that, and uh, I'll just wait for the next round. I'm glad right. I'm 500 miles away. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> Um, all right, we have this ice box here. Now, have you ever done an ice box before, Casey? Nope. First time at a First at an ice box as well. How about lagering in, lagering in general? Uh, no, not lagering, but uh, but so, freezing beer, yes. <laughs> except, except for the uh, cans of Coors that I accidentally freeze in the in the freezer sometimes. But, you can make oh, ice cores. Ice cores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, Lee, you want to start us off talking about this uh, ice box? Sure, why not? Banquet barley wine. It does have a strong malt aroma. Um, a lot of toasty cherry Munich malt notes. Um, pretty much low or no hops at all. I thought maybe I got a little bit of threshold noble spiciness, but it could have just been alcohol. The alcohol in here was pretty clean, though. It's just kind of come across a nice, clean kind of alcohol note in the aroma. Uh, which means it probably had a pretty clean ferment, which is is definitely what you want in a beer like this. Um, There's really not much but Munich malt in the nose, so it's just malt, a little alcohol, maybe a whisper of some hops. That's about all I got. Um, The malt's that nice sort of toasty cherry Munich malt aroma. 
Um, I thought maybe you could use a little bit more complexity, some other uh, specialty malts on that. But honestly, it was really nice as it is. It's very appealing beer. It's a very simple kind of aroma. Uh, Parents is deep orange with some red highlights. Pours a light cover of foam that faded very quickly to a small bead, a little off-white color. Um, that fading to a very small bead is, is pretty common for beers like this. They're just strong enough that the alcohol just kills all the bubbles. Um, the clarity was decent. It was a little bit hazy, which I thought could could be better. These should be pretty nice, clear beers. They've usually been lagered for a long time. They should be clear. Um, and it definitely had some legs on the glass. I mean, it leaves a nice sort of not quite syrupy, but definitely a slow, drippy trail down the inside of the glass. So that was nice. For the flavor, big, clean Munich malt, toasty melanoidins with some cherry, some clean alcohol. I thought medium, medium, high kind of alcohol. Maybe a little bit of spicy noble hop in there. Hard to say. Um, no esters noted, as I could tell from the ferment. So, I mean, there's lots of that cherry character from the, probably from the Munich malt, but I think that's mostly from the malt. Balance is definitely to the malt. Finish is sweet, but it fades quickly to a dry under the influence of all that alcohol with some lingering malt and alcohol flavors. And again, it was a very clean kind of Munich malt flavor. <clears throat> I thought really, in a way, this is almost like an imperial Oktoberfest. You know, oh, it's wow. just that Munich malt, front, center, and only pretty much. And it just it's just all that's there. I think a lot of Icebox will put some more specialty malts in here and might give it some more complex malt character, which, which is not what I'm finding here. But on the other hand, on its own merits, this is actually quite nice. I'm really liking this beer. Um, medium to medium high body. Still probably the low end for style. These things range from kind of full to massive. Yeah. Um, this is a lighter body for the style. Um, but it, it kind of works. I, I liked it that way. Clean, medium high alcohol warmth. Medium low carbonation. Uh, pretty good carbon uh, creaminess. Medium to high. No astringency at all. It's definitely a lighter ver- bodied version of the style. But um, I thought it was pretty well balanced. All the alcohol when it warms up can give quite a kick in this beer. I think this is what, like eleven point six percent. So it's, it's fairly yeah. strong. I've seen stronger icebox, but I've seen I've seen lower lower alcohol ones as well. Overall impression: very simple, clean icebox that is very enjoyable. The alcohol is nicely strong yet clean. It balances well versus the malt. I thought it was very nicely done. The malt character is on the simple side of the style. So especially malt additions would add some complexity that would really really help this beer in some ways. But still, even with all that. It's just a very nicely balanced, very enjoyable beer. It, it, again, it's like a giant Oktoberfest. Um, I gave it a 38. I thought it was very nice. A little little on the simple side for the style, but a wonderful presentation. Really nice beer. I think it's a good job. And these are hard to do, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people will, will make these beers, and they'll just be ridiculously syrupy, or the malts will just be intense or muddy and not clear, or the alcohol will just rip your face off and be not very nice. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're the really fact just... that this is clean, balanced, um, and a nice ferment, and the alcohol isn't, like, just, just doing nasty things to you, is, that's a victory <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. That's a victory right there. So I thought this was a good beer. Cool. Yeah, you're going right to concentrate whatever whatever was there, bad, yeah. good, or ugly. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Brian? Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said there, Lee. Uh, it came out, uh, the first one we tasted came out cold. We let the second bottle warm a little bit. Uh, we always prejudge these, and so we're tasting it for the second time here. It comes across a little, a little fuller in the aroma, but it was kind of light overall, especially the first time, and, and uh, just a, a light toast and and a low cherry-like notes in there for the malt to me. Uh, low, uh, you know, fairly smooth alcohol in the aroma, low melanoidins, um, and you know, very faint dark fruit. If there's yeah. A little more kind of uh, raisininess and more melanoidins would be nice in here, but uh, it's got kind of a whiny grape-like presentation to me. It's got this kind of pink and white wine notes in it, uh, but no diastole, no DMS, uh, no hops t- to detect really in there. Um, color-wise, it's kind of this medium dark amber color. You really want to start at dark, dark copper with these beers. They They concentrate the color along with the strength and everything in there, so if you're Starting with a kind of a medium, uh, you know, an ambery double block, it's gonna it's gonna darken a little bit, and uh, you know should should land a little darker than this, but um, and and again very low head, but that's that's expected. Uh, just kind of fades to a little ringer on the edges and uh, a little bit of haze, so you you do want to clean that up. Uh, but flavor wise, you know, had this medium 
the the malt the malt impression came across more strongly in the flavor to me. It had a, a little more substantial, the cherry like and wine like notes in there. Um, uh, definitely balanced to the malt. Hop bitterness was very low. Okay for the style. You don't want it. It's not a hop forward beer at all. Finishes medium sweet. Um, fairly smooth alcohol, but there's a little bit of booziness in here. Kind of a. I thought I got a hint of some solventy, but it was not not too bad. Nothing offensive or harsh. Uh, intensely harsh. It's it's pretty smooth, like Lee said, but I got a little bit of solvent in there. But it's also just extremely alcoholic. So there's a lot of the alcohol and and just with like me, some of the other things being a little lighter. That's where I'm going with the the feedback on this is that to balance it properly, you want to bump up some of that stuff. But body wise, about the same as Lee said, medium full body, kind of on the low end for the style. Some pretty firm warmth. Um, you know, a bit hot, and um, you know, only a faint touch touch of any astringency. Nothing offensive there. So pretty nice ice block overall. A bit light, especially in the aroma. Uh, it's reflected there a little more, but uh, the flavor is fuller and comes across uh, pretty beefy. I think the alcohol is helping there as you get that a little more intensely in the flavor and the mouthfeel and just attacks your mouth a little bit there. But uh, I think that the not the amount of malt that you're adding, but the maltiness flavor level and aroma level should be increased. Maybe with more... Uh, Dark Munich and some other um, slightly darker malts in there, uh, especially malts. Um, you know, get dark cre- Munich. Get creative and throw in some other, yeah, some darker malts in there that that are going to give it a little more full, fullness to the malt flavor. I well, see the darkest he has is caramel. So, he, uh, so the recipe is fifty three percent German pills, thirty eight percent Munich, and nine caramel Munich. Yeah. Okay. And he says ten rats. I don't know what that means. If that's you know, but. <laughs> Ten, ten rats. rats. Yeah. All right. He caught ten rats. Yeah. I am noticing some like little hip black hairs in here. But <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything about those. Oh. Yeah. I was going for mouse taint. Yeah. Mm, mouse taint. It's very tainting. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, you know, the little tiny bit of intense heat that was there, just a little massive, you know, use a massive healthy yeast pitch. I'd be interested to see what, what you did there. Um, maybe maybe even, well, you know, the alcohol level was, was okay if you had a little more beef to balance it, but... Yeah, it's just um, needs to be just a little bit of balanced. But uh, I gave it a 33. It's a very pleasantly drink, drinking ice block. There's not a lot wrong with it. It's just, um, more, to me, more of a balanced thing. But uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I think you've really hit the ball out of the park on a lot of the technical aspects of this. You know, mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. it a clean ferment, getting that ice distillation down, and getting a nice result. Um those things were great. It's sort of the the complexity could be beefed up a bit for the malt, and the intensity of the malt flavor and aroma could be beefed up a bit. Okay. Um, well, if you could I do wait. all that ferment stuff on, a, on on a beer with those sort of characteristics, you'd be totally right there. So the the things I did with this that uh, that I, I kind of did on my own because everything else I think uh, from what I remember it's a couple years old now, but it was like straight from uh, you know Mister Zanishev's. Uh, classic styles uh ice bock and i think i read what what got me to do it was i read in the uh the the magazine uh what magazine is that uh brew your own uh it was his his 50 point ice bock it was the only 50 <laughs> point ice bock or whatever right and so and and so i did it pretty much pretty much to the t and i hit all the numbers uh the things that i was kind of going for uh that i kind of switched up was uh which kind of surprised me on the melanoidins is because one of the things i was going for was uh, when I started running off, I uh, hit the burner, and I put the burner to my uh, full boil setting. Uh, oh. You know, you know. So uh, I run off real slow, and I put, but the burner was on, you know, full boil, and uh, in the kettle. I just, yeah, in the kettle, yeah. So right. I was trying to get a few melanoidins from that slow, those first runnings, you know, that that came in there, and. Uh, kind of to help lend it to age because I wanted to age this one, you know, and I still have a lot of it, but I want to age it like, you know, a couple of three or four years or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was going for. That's going to give you some some kettle caramelization for sure, but I don't know about getting um, a lot of melanoidins from that. Um, oh, you won't? Oh, I thought you could I get. Um, you could definitely do some, some decoction to it and, and increase some of that kind of character. I don't know. Just boiling the wort is that going to add many melanoidins? It doesn't. I, I don't know. I definitely I, got I a darker so. crystal malt character. That's probably the caramelic. Yeah, but even to the point where it's almost raisiny. Mm-hmm. Like I got even yeah. more to where like if, if he took some caramelic and 
did the slow runoff with an extreme kettle temperature to where it was causing a lot, on the of, a lot of caramelization, I could see some of those more darker caramel flavors forming. But that is uh, that trick is a pretty cool cool one, especially for um, like if you're making a strong Scotch ale or something where you want some some more kettle caramelization mm-hmm. flavors. That's that's a really cool trick to use. Casey, it, it turned out fine in this case too. It tastes tastes yeah. good. <laughs> uh, do me a favor, dude. Real quick, just go through the how you iced this. Uh, yeah. So um, I uh, when everything was said and done, and this was a like a huge slug of, of yeast that I put in there, and I think I even added uh, some some uh, dry yeast uh, to it on top just for good measure <laughs> again. But uh, so when everything was everything was done, ferment went well. Um, Lagered, and then I uh, brought it up for, uh, for to do a de-rest, and then um, I slowly started bringing it down. And uh, once I got to like thirty degrees, I think I brought it to thirty degrees, and uh, started in the morning because I, I this was an all day thing. Uh, I, I I went in there and gave it a little sh- uh, shake, and then I set my timer for an hour or two, and then I go back and I give it another shake, and and probably. Uh, I don't know, maybe eight hours later, ten hours towards the end of the day, uh, it, I started getting some slush. Like it was, it was a lot, you know, a lot of slush. And once it started feeling like there was like a slushy on top, then that was pretty much it. I uh, transferred from one keg to another, from out of one keg to out, which was into the next next keg. If that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pushed from down, one down, keg down, into another. Down, from down, down. Right. So I pushed from one, one into another. It was purged with CO two, so it was all good, and it was closed and uh, and filled it up. And I, um, I, I took the ice out and uh, ate a little bit, <laughs> and then uh, let it let it uh, thaw and measured how much that was gone. And I uh, concluded, I, if if I remember right, it was about fifteen to twenty percent. Okay. So I took the fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty percent. From the total of the five gallons that I brewed, and uh, and I, I added fifth, uh, fifteen or twenty percent to alcohol percentage to it, and that's how I got to the eleven point six, and that's why yeah. that's why I got that. What so, did the ice taste like? Uh, it tasted good. It tastes like a light beer, actually. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> Barley ice. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like your math is working out fine there. You moved about a gallon of, of volume from the five gallons you started with, so yeah, twenty uh, percent yeah. loss. Yeah, twenty percent loss, and then I I uh, uh, added twenty percent to the alcohol percentage, and yeah, that was that. Nine point I think nine point seven was the ABV of before you iced it. That's a pretty big logger. Did you do an extra big starter? Or how much yeast did you put in there? Huge, huge, and I think I think on top of that afterwards, because uh, my homebrew shop is the the wine, beer, cheese making one. You know, yeah, down jo- here. Uh, John, right? <laughs> is that yes. his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, down here, and the guy's like, "Oh, you're doing that nine point seven. You need more yeast here. Take uh, you know, here's you need like fifteen packets of dry yeast. Go add that to it." So I, so on, t- on top of like uh, the four right. packet, the four smack packs of Y yeast, along with one of them was a starter. I think I added like ten, you know, packets Jesus. of dr- dry yeast on top of. Pretty the sure thing. you were all right. Yeah, yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's all right. Well, it with that, came but. out pretty well. I mean, yeah. amazed all that came out that clean. Yeah, yeah. it's very and good. The funny thing about this one is I almost, almost added because I'm. I told you I'm, I'm kind of a retard, and I in the middle of this this beer I got a refractometer for the first time. Yeah, and so while this was fermenting, I uh, kept taking readings, and I was like, I was like, why the fuck is? Uh, can I can I say the fuck word on here? Too late. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. Yeah, go uh, ahead. It's cool. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, just don't say shit. That's why. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. You just said shit. Yeah. Why it was? Uh, it was at like you know ten thirty five, and I was like, why the hell won't this thing go down? And I was uh, testing it with a refractometer. I had no idea. I've never used one of these things before, mm-hmm. and so I went down and I got like I, I made a big starter of uh, just California ale yeast. I was like, all right, well I'm gonna ferment this thing down with with ale yeast, and at least it'll give it like a clean fermentation. I won't get you know yeast character into the beer from that right right right. but i caught it last minute so uh that's just a funny story from that (laughs) so you you, so you didn't add one. i did not add one. almost almost yeah you did good on that yeah right on good right on (laughs) um any questions for the guys on the ice box casey 
Well, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, with, you know, with both of them, uh, like, what do you think about age with, with these beers? Because the, both of them, uh, I think, are about, a, you know, a couple years old now. Uh, I think the last beer pr- was probably, you know, a little bit better when it was fresh. Uh, I think this one is tasting better as it goes uh, on with age. And, I'm you yeah. know, I bottled it. I, I got the, the whole Blickman uh, beer gun thing, so nice. it's all purged and... Uh, all good, and I think I have those. I, ha- I have a bunch of them waxed on the top too, so oxidation isn't a, isn't a big yeah. deal. Uh, so, what do you think that that plays into the the character, like what you're drinking now, and uh, you know, if if age will help? For this, it's, it's hard to say. Saisons sometimes do interesting things with age. Sometimes they go downhill. Um, the the one thing I would point out about the saisons, we saw a lot of bottle to bottle variation. So I think the it may not have been fully fermented out when you bottled it, and one bottle was definitely more carbonated and drier than the other. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which which could be a better ferment, or it could just meant one of the caps was leaking a bit over time. There were some scuzz in the bottom say. of that right. bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bottle scuzz. Yeah, I mean, and for the ice box, I yeah. mean, most lagers generally don't age very well, even the the big ones. But I think a lot of that is because you get them in bottles with with no yeast whatsoever. So any oxygen in that gets in there at all is going to kill them quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You probably had a little bit of yours, a yeast in yours, because uh, most home breweries are, do not do a perfect job of removing that. <laughs> I say I really didn't pick up any sign of oxidation in either of the beers. I think you did no, okay yeah, there. I was going to say too. They both tasted very nice on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I, I think whatever it is you did on that, it, that was fine. Well, I would think freezing, especially with the ice box, because I uh, I, I used. Uh, world flock pretty much for, with everything and then uh, gelatin in the in the keg and, but then mm. freezing it and tr- into another keg and transferring it I, I I would think that most of the uh the yeast would 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 drop out while you know while freezing it <clears throat> and then um you know I I, I didn't bottle condition the uh, any uh well mm-hmm. I didn't bottle condition the ice block so I didn't think that there was a bunch of you know there wouldn't be a bunch of yeast in there at all. And uh, last time you know both of the beers it must have been uh, you know when I transferred o- them over to you guys because uh, every time I crack those beers they're perfectly clear. So uh, that must have just been my bad. Got, gotten bumped, yeah, bumped around just a little bit. That damn six eighty man. Just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say in the ice box there's there's definitely a little bit of something in the bottom of that. Oh, really? I mean, okay. the, the bottom of mine pours out a little bit pretty hazy. I just poured out the bottom yeah. of the bottle, and I mean, compare JP here. Compare this to yours, which was off the top. Mine's, mine's a lot oh, yeah. clearer than yours. Yeah, three. it's 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 yeah. it's yeah. definitely there's something in the bottom of that bottle. <laughs> yeah. You know, the freezing might drop out a lot of the yeast, but it might not drop out all of it because, especially because I mean, it's cold, which will drop it out, but it's not for a long time. You know, you're talking mm. 10, 12 hours there for your process. Mm. So anything that stays up in that liquid level will get racked over into that second keg and end up in the final bottle. Okay. As you age this beer, though, it's it's probably going to darken a little bit more, which might be good for it. It's You might get a little more uh, sherry-like character to it. It doesn't have a lot of that right now, but it might it might start tasting a little more barley wine-ish or something. You know, the alcohol is maybe going to smooth out even a little bit more. It, it should be a, an enjoyable drinking beer after some more time, but I think it's going to, you know, lose even even more of the kind of uh, characteristic, you know, Lock, the, what melan- melanoidins yeah. and, and what you do have there. So I would say, you know, drink it now. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I enjoy it, but I, I was kind of going for that sherry port kind of thing sure uh, mm-hmm. you'll get so, there i think you're eventually. not there yet yeah eventually mm-hmm. and yeah there's there's no 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 detectable oxygen in here so you, you, again you did well there and from what you're telling us it sounds like you, you know what what the f you're doing so so <laughs> <Ryan>. <laughs> uh, all right casey if that's if that's it then uh, that's it, we'll man. let you go that's man it. we'll let you yeah. go back to drinking beer um i will send you your uh you are the of course the default winner of the grog tag at least your beer will look good Gift certificate, 40 bucks to grogtag.com. Go over and check them out if you haven't yet, and uh, I'll get that over to you tomorrow or maybe in 10 years. I don't know. Done. Those guys are rad. I've already uh, checked them out and, and uh, got some stuff. I oh, hope you're cool. using code BNARMY to get 10% off. Excellent. I will. All right. Good time cool. on that music. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it, man. I was uh, glad to participate. I've uh, been a fan for a while. And, oh, good. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, so that was fun. Thanks, man. Right, Glad cheers. to have you on, and thanks for sharing all the beer. We're going to drink all the rest of your beer now. Yeah. Go tell Andy we said hi. Okay, we'll do. All right, right on. Later. Bye. All right, later. Good beers. Good beers from Casey. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes.
And, you just uh, couldn't wait to turn down those bagpipes, huh? Right, yeah. Once the <laughs> bagpipes like, are done, then we're done. That's it. That's it. We're out of here. Yeah. They seem to have segued to accordion, though, but yeah. It's oh, fine. Yeah. I think they're more, they're more like Irish, oh. like little Irish pub bands or whatever. Little, mm, playing a jig, yeah. Yeah. Scotch-Irish band. Uh, yeah, before we take off, I do want to let you guys know about, uh, let's see, I did this thing. i got to check all my notes. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're uh, into uh, more uh, fantastic radio, like you're listening to now, check out uh, The Sour Hour. Warren was talking about it a little bit. We talked to Jay Goodwin from The Rare Barrel, and he interviews uh, big wigs and luminaries in the sour beer world, talking about all about uh, stuff that you can do at home to make killer sour beer. Uh, don't forget also the Brewers Association's Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery. If you're into planning and opening a thriving, quality-oriented brewery, this is the book for you. Industry veteran Dick Cantwell of Elysian Brewing covers ingredients, financing, business plans, all that kind of stuff to make sure that you can open your beer and get running uh, as fast as possible. It's a comprehensive guide, essential industry knowledge. Can't really open a good a good pub without it. Uh, so definitely check it out. And then, uh, what, find us on iTunes. We're all over the place, right? Come listen to all of our shows. Uh, Casey listens. You should listen, too. If you want to make good beer like Casey, uh, Come visit us here in Concord. Yeah, look, come, look come here in Concord. Like monkeys in a cage. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cage, but monkeys it's a comfortable cage. cage. Yeah. We promise not to throw dung at the window. Are we know? the monkeys yeah. or are they the monkeys? Yes. That's, Cre- creek monkeys. That's one of those questions that can't be answered. You'll never answer it, Warren. <laughs> the answer is <laughs> yes. Know. I asked it, so. No, you'll never know the answer. answer. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Thanks. Until next time, it's been Dr. Homebrew. Take it easy. Woo!